You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network. I mean, I I don't know why I never put this together, but you are you're a, a nervous hair dyer. I am. It's I mean, true, it's, and I never put it together either. But every time I'm nervous about something, <laughs> I mean, it's I color happened my hair it's before true. any like major thing that we have on the show or anything that's going on in your life, or if you're starting a new side job. I just I don't know why I never thought about this, but you're always like, "Well, I got to get home and dye my hair." Mm. Like, like it's an emergency. It is. Like, like it's all a of a big, sudden, like I never I'm just going to be too busy it. tonight. I'm not one of those people who like plans like a month in advance. Like, all right, in a month I'm going to dye my hair like green. Yeah. No, it's like that day. Like, I'll I'll make the decision like. Half an hour, hour before. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, this is what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go get whatever color I've decided on that I need to dye my hair because I can't live without it, you know, being that color. Wow. Any longer. Okay, I want to ask some questions about that. Okay. Hello, everyone. This is Fun Employment Radio. I am Greg Nibbler here with Sarah X. Dillon. Thank you so much for tuning in today, wherever and however you listen. It is so fantastic that you do so. Of course, we are live here five days a week on the Fun Employment Radio Network and then available via podcast all over the internet where podcasts can be found. That was way too over-the-top radio announcer guy. Wow, you were like really... That was way too much for me, and I apologize for that. If this is your first time listening to the show, I promise I don't do that all the time. Um, but I've had a lot of coffee today. I've been here since uh, early this morning working on, on stuff, and so... Um, I'm going to tone it down a notch. I'm just going to take it down just a little smidge on there. Uh, so we got a bunch of stuff that we're going to get to today that we're going to talk about. I do want to say this right at the top of the show, though. Um, we have uh, one of our fine sponsors that uh, sponsors us every summer is the Bike Gallery here in out of Portland, Oregon. They have six different locations. BikeGallery.com is their website. But if you go to FunEmploymentRadio.com first and click on the Bike Gallery link, there is a discount uh, that will take you to a page where you get a discount of 10% off of pretty much anything in the store, including bikes. And that's only lasting until this weekend. Mm-hmm. So the 31st is the last day. We really want people to go in and use it, even if you just need to pick up like a new light or a shirt or you want to buy a new bike or a lock or gloves yeah whatever it is they've got it and just go to our website you can find one of the six different locations and go in there and use that discount take advantage of it 10 percent off of uh, whatever it is you want to apply it to so bike gallery thank you so much all right tons of other stuff to get to but we need to talk about what's going on here with sarah right now and i do have some questions for you because i don't know why i just came to this uh came to this conclusion of of why the pieces all kind of fell together right now um, as we've been talking about on this show, on Friday, about two days from now at this point, Sarah and I will have each already run a leg of Hood to Coast, oh my God. which is the 198-mile relay from Timberline Lodge here in Portland, which is up in the Cascade Mountains, all the way to Seaside, which is on the coast of Oregon. And so it's a 12-person relay. We're each running three legs. And you can find out more. Funemploymentradio.com slash run actually has kind of a description of what it is. Yeah, and even just if you, to just to lay it out for people. Yeah, that's there's a description. Even if you go to like YouTube and type in like hood to coast and you can see like what it kind of looks like, um, like what the runners go through. Right. Uh, so so Which I think which I think is very interesting because you don't know what it is. I didn't know what it was until like I actually saw it. Right. And we'll we'll be posting a lot of stuff too, uh, all about it as we go through it. So so that's happening. And you know, it's kind of nerve-wracking because we're going to have to run quite a bit, and you know, maybe I feel a little bit underprepared for it, but i got to run anyway. And so Sarah, though, is also going through this nervousness, and the way that she handles things is this dying hair thing. I, I, when do you think that started in your life? I don't know. Because I don't know anyone else that does this weird of a thing. 
Well, because maybe other people, I think, have their different vices, like where, you know, like maybe they'll go get a tattoo. Maybe they'll, you know, go. People and, go get a tattoo when they're nervous? I don't know. Maybe not nervous, but I mean, maybe they'll go and like buy a food that they like or like go spend money on clothes they don't need. But like for me, it's changing my hair color. I don't know why. <laughs> it just gives me some form of control. I don't know what it is. All of a sudden, I'm like, well, I just don't like this hair anymore. Like this just won't do anymore. Uh-huh. And I just have to change it. And like you needed to change it for the run. Yes. Because what would have happened if it wasn't that color? And I'm not, I'm not, I'm just Nothing trying, I'm just questioning. Happened. I'm just trying to find Don't out. I know, I know this is a delicate situation. Understand everybody at home. Um, this is a very delicate situation here. Me asking Sarah these questions because this could turn around and backfire on me at any minute. And I'm in a small space. We're in a studio in Southeast Portland. I could be stabbed. And she's already warning me right now to, I, I'm being careful. I'm just, I'm bringing it up. I'm trying to, Sarah, tell us about your hair now. I, what am I supposed to talk about? I don't about know. My hair You're like scaring me. You're scaring I, me. This I didn't is the know bottom that line. We were going the to reason I am about this. dancing around this right now is Sarah is scaring me. She is frightening when she's this nervous about something, and she's she has knives on her. I know she does. And I have so one knife on. It's throwing me off, and I'm just I'm a little bit I'm uncomfortable because I I, I just feel on edge. I feel like I could get thrown out the out the window. At any point uh, in the live chat, funemploymentradio.com slash live. If you're a live subscriber, people are, people are saying tread carefully, Greg. Pump the brakes, dude. Um, I'm not trying to. I'm trying to be very careful. Like it's. I'm just trying to be very calm and very soothing. Like what would make you? What would make you uh, more comfortable? If you stop talking. Okay, that'll be good for the show. Yeah, that's not going to work out <laughs> too well. So, um, all right. Well, I mean, I think right, you're so going right to be okay. Now, let's right. let's let's do the reverse thing. Let's talk you up a little bit here. Let's talk let's bring you up. back out. I think that I could be a good therapist in some way. And you I think, would be like the worst therapist. No, I think I'd be fantastic as a therapist. No, because I've already I know your premise. The way that you do your therapying, what is what you say is you beat somebody down, <laughs> like you try to think of the worst possible scenarios, and then you're like, well, at least it isn't that, right? <laughs> you're cured. Yeah, that's exactly what you've done before. As when I start my life shepherd business, which as I've said before, I am known as a life shepherd, or I'm trying to make that happen, and yeah, that's the best way to do it. If you're going to do therapy, you tear somebody down to the rock bottom to the where they can't get any lower and then the only way to go is up it's going to be you know my life shepherd system nipples in the chat is asking is there a color you can got dye your hair called i hate greg <laughs> i like how i haven't even really done anything yet like i haven't done anything wrong yet but yet i'm already people haven't are you? people are latching on to you? your <laughs> your anger and they're they're riding with it and taking it out on they're me. They're latching on to it because there's something to latch on to because you're being a jerk. I'm not being a jerk. I'm just trying to ask questions. All right. All right. Let's You're asking questions that you know like you're not going to get answers to. You're just asking questions to be a turd. Okay, I'm not trying to be a turd. That is <laughs> not that is not how I would describe myself. All right. So so you Greg follows the Marine Drill Sergeant School of Therapy. Hey, yeah, it works. That's what it says. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah. Those guys know what they're doing. Tear them down, build them back up. And so so let's let's get to the let's get to the bottom line here. All right. So you have dyed your hair. Yes, I'm in the process of dying. It's is it purple or silver? Because we did talk about this yesterday. It's like a silvery purplish. Okay, because I honestly I wasn't so I entirely did get a sure. Silver. I got a. I did get a gray rinse, and I have uh, a purple rinse as well, or a purple dye that I mix to make it a lighter, like a light lavender. And I mix the light lavender with the with the gray rinse. Okay. 
So now it's kind of a weird color. All right. Yeah. All right. So this is this is what you're going with. It's kind of, I mean, it looks good. Let me just, okay. It looks great, Sarah. Your hair looks great. That being said, no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You look so goddamn angry right now. It is in. It is insane. I have not seen you this angry in quite some time. I'm, I'm just going to say that. I'm just tired. And you're poking real hard. I'm not trying to poke. I'm, try- I'm just trying to... Send help. All right, so, so, yeah, are you going to dye the hair m- more? Yes. I'm trying to tread like really carefully about what is going to like set you off or not set you off. Um, Quite honestly, I'm looking at you and I look like I'm like thinking about what you're saying and paying attention, but really I'm trying to think of what color combination I want to put in my hair. Oh, you should do red, white, and blue, obviously, I'm, for a Pabst Blue Ribbon, well, which is a fine course. sponsor of Fun Employment Radio, as was noted in the chat by Tony. Well, I'm not going to do red, white, and blue. Okay, all right. So I don't know. I might do like the light purple, like to the to a pink, to like a dark brown. That's a lot of dyeing of your hair. I know. How long does it take you to do this? A while. When when did this problem first develop? Or I mean, when uh, did this? You keep asking. I don't know. Like that's what and I want to get to the problem. bottom of. It's not a problem. It's You're a right. habit. It's a habit. It's a. I'm going to repeat whatever you say back. What it's a. It's a positive. Okay, so so you don't know when this started. You're not sure? No, I'm not sure. Okay. And this happens, does it ever happen when you're not under duress? Do you ever dye your hair when you're not feeling stressed out or? Oh, no, sometimes I just feel like dyeing it, but Mm -hmm. I mean, it doesn't feel like I have to unless Uh I'm really stressed out. Okay. (laughs) All right. (laughs) What are some other symptoms? So now we know some telltale signs. If you see Sarah quickly dyeing her hair, not saying it doesn't look great, but there's probably some duress going on. So. Stop saying duress. Jesus. Some stress. Uh, all right. So, so that's uh, what. What else happens, Sarah? When you when you um, are under, uh, I don't stress. sleep. You don't sleep. Okay. All right. So you don't sleep. You dye your hair. You don't eat. No, or you have eaten. I ate. You ate. What, yes, did, I've what eaten. did you have to eat? I'm not gonna. No, I don't need to. Discuss you're not that gonna. With you. You're not gonna disclose that information. No. All right. Well, this is a therapy session, so it would be. It really helpful. isn't a therapy st- session I've at all. Decided it is. So, so that would. Oh, did it would you? help. I mean, if I knew that part. Okay, but all right. So. So you're stressed out, and you're worried about what hood to coast. You're worried about the race. Yeah, amongst other things. Yeah. Okay, amongst other things. But let's let's talk about this race. What do you think is the worst thing that can happen? Oh, my God. I am not playing this game with you. That is a horrible game to play. <sighs> okay. But I'm eaten by a mountain person. You're eaten by a mountain person when you're running through the Which, middle of the Which, by the Oregon. way, I just got reminded on, on Facebook when it does the, like, this is what you were doing two years ago. And this today was the day that Hood to Coast started uh, two, day, two years ago. Oh, okay. And I forgot about it. I must have wiped my brain clean from it because I wrote, you know, like, oh, gosh, I'm getting ready to run. Hopefully I'm not eaten by mountain people. That's what you wrote two years yes. ago? Yes. <laughs> So clearly, I had known about the mountain people before, and I just didn't remember them. Okay. At all. Well, mountain people are a real fear to have uh, in the mountains of Oregon. There are mountain people who will eat you. It's kind of like the hills are alive, you know, one of those kinds of things. Or what is it? The hills have eyes. There we go. That's what I was going for. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, that's a that's a possibility. So you could get eaten by a mountain person. Let's lay out all the fears you have. No, I don't Let's want to Let's take them down one by one. Fe- we're gonna we're this gonna battle. This is not these. what we're doing today. Okay. Seriously, you know how much that stresses me out? That mountain people are going to eat you? No, that like laying out everything that's bothering me is like the exact opposite of re- of relaxing. So you're more of a me. cover it up and bury it deep down yes. kind of person. 
Okay. Um, what? Let's see. How can we cover this up and bury it? Uh, all right. So I've heard that no one's ever been eaten by a mountain person in Oregon. Don't Google that because it'll probably pull up something. But yeah, so no one's ever been eaten by a mountain Nobody's person in Oregon. Nobody's ever been eaten by a mountain person Right, in exactly. That's what I said. No one has ever been eaten by a mountain person. No. No, no one has. No. It's never happened. It hasn't. Right. That's what I said. So there's nothing to worry about there. Yeah. Chances are real slim. So, all right. So that's that's one fear that's done. What what's another fear? I don't have any other fears. Okay, that was it. it was just that, that was mountain just, people that are good. This the, is why you're dying here. That was just the hood to coast fear. The one that that it was was that a mountain person. You're was afraid that a mountain person is going to eat mm-hmm. you or turn you into a forest wife. Okay. Yes. All right. Well, then I guess you have nothing to worry about anymore. So everything's dandy and fine. And everything's we're all hunky in good fucking dory. We're all we're all upstanding. This is what I'm doing. Mm. Okay, so, all right. Fantastic. So yeah. we're in a great mood. Yeah, thanks, Greg. And you helped put me in it, so see, I really appreciate see it. See what I do as a therapist? Wow. It's like it stays like this that I feel really fortunate that I'm trapped in a small room with you five days a week. <laughs> well, you're going to be trapped in a van for about uh, oh, two and a half days or two days. Two days in a van starting at, well, we'll start probably at like two in the morning on uh, Friday morning is when we'll be in the van heading up to Timberline Lodge where we'll start off our hood to coast runs super duper early in the morning geez yeah our first leg is at 5 30 in the morning yeah because i was looking and last time we ran it was at 8 a.m that's because we're slower oh <laughs> oh the slower you are the earlier you start yes because it takes you longer to get down there oh yeah see if we were faster like we were oh, that's last why the, time the then... fast people start at like three uh p.m yeah 3 yeah. p.m yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. okay yeah i think it starts all the way to like 4 p.m or something wow like that. yeah yeah, no, we have to have a head start. That's why. <laughs> and it's probably our fault. So, so yeah, we're starting at 5.30 a.m. That's when you start running down the mountain. Yes. Away from the mountain people. Away from the mountain people. There yes. aren't any mountain people on Timberline. It's too fancy. Well, okay. Yeah. Leave whatever you want. That's right. We're trying to build you up. We're forgetting about the mountain people. Mm-hmm. We're forgetting about the, the clan that lives up there. All right. Maybe I'll go light purple to blue to brown. This is a very fascinating discussion about your hair. Yeah. I'm glad that we've nailed that down. Mm-hmm. Okay. Welcome. Well, there we go. Yeah. All right. So, head to coast. Coming up. Well, Greg. Um, oh, did you get this email from the listener? I don't know if, if he sent it to you or just to me. Okay. About the Greg baby. You mean the listener who named their baby after me? Not exactly. Because there is a listener who has named their child Greg. They didn't really like, say it was after sure? me. Because but they never really wrote back. Like They I wrote said to the say, like, child was named Greg. Well, and I wrote to clarify. I wrote to ask 100%, and then I never heard back again. Okay. All right. Well, I believe that they, the, I'm pretty sure. Greg is like 99% sure that was the named child was named after me. After obviously. Greg, clearly. Obviously, because it's very intelligent parents who know that it's a powerful, strong name to give to your child. It's a Greg with only one G at the end. And, uh, and yeah, that's, that's, uh, it was, it's fantastic. And I still am here to mentor that child whenever that is appropriate, whenever it's needed. It's never going to be appropriate. So or needed. we can set up an appointment where never. I can teach the child the ways of the never. world. Gosh, pe- people, it's like a baby explosion i swear is it like a baby boom or something uh, i don't know people they're like every day i someone else is like saying they had a baby and also so for example like this uh this wonderful person named you isaac sounds so bitter about that no no I, I mean i mean not bitter that was the wrong word yeah oh my god okay sorry damn it i turned it again uh not, I was not like, why on god's green earth would i be bitter about people having babies you're right i'm sorry i'm sorry sarah no that's okay i mean it's i'm sorry i'm sorry i said i was sorry no it's just confusing. i said i was sorry please that's like a very confusing statement okay i'm sorry 
All right. Well, this guy's name is Isaac, and he just had a baby with his wife. So he says, uh, hey, guys, this is a longtime listener, Isaac. My wife and I just had a new baby boy come into the world, but we did not name him after you, Greg. Sorry, I tried. Oh, my wife was. Well, afraid thank you, Isaac, for trying. My wife was afraid if we named him Greg, he would be a shit apple. So we named him <laughs> Wait Jacob a minute. instead. That he would be a shit apple? Greg's are not shit apples. Shit apple, by the way, is a term for a uh, little jerk kid, a, a brat. Somebody who's uh, up to no good. Yes. You know, based off of Trailer Park Boys. Watch that show. So, wait a minute. She was worried that if she named it Greg, it would be a shit apple? Well, most Gregs are. Gregs are not shit apples. Gregs are notoriously not good people. No, that is untrue. Name mm. one bad Greg. Ever. All of them? No. Gregs are fantastic. I only know one good Greg, and it's Greg Barrent. That's about it. Uh, if anybody's a shit apple of the Gregs, it was Greg Barrent. Why was and Greg- I like Greg Barron. Don't get me wrong; he's a fantastic guy. But if anybody was a shit apple when they were kid, when they were a kid, it was probably Greg Barrett of the uh, guests that we've had in here. I don't know. I think that Greg, Greg- Proops. Greg Proops is awesome. Yeah, I'm thinking of the Greg Nibbler who was paid by his neighbors to kill like rodents with BB guns while he was a kid. Well, yeah, that damn right. And throw rocks at horses. Well, no, I was not paid to throw rocks at horses. That was no, because but you I was, actually did that of your own that's free will. Be, that's because I hung out with a shit apple. That mm. was that was my problem. I hung out with a kid named Damien. Or did the kid hang out with the shit apple? No, no, Damien. Damien was the uh, uh, Damien. He, he was this kid I hung out with for a while. He was the kid I would get. I would go over to his house, and his parents did not pay much attention, um, and they had horses. So he would always want to throw rocks at his horses, which seemed counterproductive. So I, I did it. A, I did it a couple of times. I mean, we didn't hurt the horses, but we really annoyed them a lot. I did it. I admit this. I hung out with the wrong kid. And then Damien was also the one where we found a <laughs> we found a penthouse in the ditch. And so we stored that at his house because his parents never kind of paid any attention. And then he had this really mean Doberman that would chase me around. The Doberman was just mean. In hindsight, I can understand why it was mean because if he was throwing rocks at the horses, who knows what he was doing to this dog. But uh, yeah, it was uh, that was Damien's fault. Oh, there's another good Greg, Greg Fitzsimmons. Yeah. So basically every Greg that's a comedian and is awesome is a good Greg. Shit apple throwing rocks at horses Greg Nibbler is a bad one. <sighs> All right, so anyway, so Isaac goes on to say, yeah, he said, my wife was afraid if we named him Greg, he would be a shit apple, so we <laughs> named him Jacob instead. Uh, thanks, guys, for all you do to keep me entertained while I work. Oh, he's a cop, uh, so he wanted to share his news with us. Oh, fantastic. Awesome. So, Isaac. Thank you, Isaac. So his wife For was- trying. I'm sorry that your wife has na- not named your child Greg. I'm sure the child is going to be fine, but it was like an instant, like it was an instant step ahead. If the kid had been named Greg, it's like, boom, bumped to the head of the class. Now he's got to earn his way to the it's head of the class. It's being asked in the chat if Damien was your imaginary friend who made you do bad things. Oh, you know what? Let me be honest with this. Huh. Okay, so... Was he an imaginary friend? Let me explain something about what? Damien. So, okay. and I, I'm... I'm the... There was only one other person I knew that knew Damien. So he moved to town when I was like... I want to say third or fourth. I must have been fourth grade. And so for two years, we hung out a lot. And I would ride my bike over to his place. Um, but nobody else in school, except for one other guy named Roger, who lived down the street from Damien, nobody knew Damien. We were the only people that knew him. Wait, and I don't remember know him? anybody else. He moved away when I went to middle school. He left. And so, so we spent these two years hanging out all the time. But when I went to middle school, I would ask people, 
like, oh yeah, you remember Damien? And I would say his last name. There were two different Damien's. One was a very good Damien who turned out to be very nice. This was the shit apple Damien. So, and and I I was like, yeah, you guys remember him? They're like, no, we we don't remember that guy at all. Nobody ever remembered hanging out with him or being around him or seeing this kid or remembered where he lived. And that is kind of odd. Except now for, that I wait, think about except this. Except for who was the other person? One other guy who has uh, since passed away. He. <gasps> No way. Yeah, I nobody else knew him, and I this this guy that uh, the guy that unfortunately passed away. He, um, I remember asking him about him. He's like, oh yeah, he moved to Salem or something like that. But <sighs> I never did How see him again. How long ago did this person pass away? Uh, it was it it was a while ago. Okay. Yeah, like t- twelve years ago or something. All like right. That. Okay. Yeah. So only you and this now deceased person ever saw Damien. I don't know anyone else that knew him. And nobody else ever knew him, and you lived in a small town. Well, yeah, but I was out in the country, so even living in a small town doesn't even count, really. Did uh, Nate know Damien? No. No. What grades was this? Fourth and fifth grade. Do you have any pictures of him? I, mm, I don't know. I don't know if I do. I will say this. It was right when I moved... Um, I had a, it was traumatic for me at the time in third grade. Did you meet parents? Yeah, I remember seeing them in third grade, uh, between third and fourth grade where I, where I grew up, they changed the, uh, the school boundaries. So I didn't like, I didn't move. I still lived in the same place, but they changed the school boundaries. So I had to switch elementary schools. It was pretty much just me. Because it kind of sucked at the time. So I had to leave all these friends that I knew for three years and I had to go to this new middle to the, or, or this new grade school. And it was kind of traumatic. And then I moved over to that one. And uh, that was when I met Damien. And no one else knows Damien. <sighs> That's kind of weird. And Damien made me throw rocks at horses. But his and parents Damien were and never I found around. The no, they were never around. Huh. Did he? And- no, this isn't true. You're making me question things, though. Because, yeah, we would ride bikes all over and we would just cause problems. I mean, we wouldn't cause problems. We didn't get caught. Were you just little crazy Greg riding around on your bike by yourself, like high-fiving an invisible person, like Drop Dead Fred? Oh, my God, Damien was your possessed Drop Dead Fred. (sighs) Did you guys do, like, air pinkies? No, we didn't do air pinkies. No, we would... (sighs) Wow, I'm trying to remember everything now. This is really odd because he was a major part of my life for, like, two years. Keelan's saying Greg will show us a picture and say, he's right there, and the image will just be of you standing by yourself. Uh, Rick is asking, did Damien have an evil nanny and dog? And his dad was Gregory Peck. Um, no, he didn't have a nanny. He had a mom who I don't recall. She do you was... remember his last name? Yes, I do. Well, yeah, why don't I know you look him name. up on social media right now? Uh, all right. And see if he actually exists. Well, that doesn't mean that he's going to be on social media. That's nope. true. I, I do know a lot of people who aren't. Uh, well, no, it's not popping up right away. No. Wow. No. <laughs> so, I mean, that is odd. In your small town, when the boundaries changed, that is right when Damien moved into town. Yeah. And then right when you were starting, what, like right when you were starting sixth grade? Uh, yeah, yeah. That's when So he, he was there for fourth and fifth grade. Yeah. And then sixth grade, what, right uh-huh. when the school year was starting? Yeah, but now that I think about it, like nobody even in grade school, and I had other friends, nobody hung out with this kid except for me. I didn't know any of my other friends at the time. No one hung out with him. Maybe they just didn't like him. Have you ever asked your parents if they remember Damien? Yeah, I'll ask them. 
Oh I'm, my god, what if your mom tells you that that was your invis- imaginary friend? Well, that would be fucking freaky. Oh my god. Because it is it's strange. It's to sound a little weird, It is Greg. strange. Like, seriously, I had... I grew up in a small town, not in the country, but in a small town, you know, with not... You know, everybody kind of knows everybody. I mean, I had friends... I had other friends in... Uh, I made other friends at uh, the other grade school I had to go to. I ended up doing that, but none of them were ever... There, none of them ever came over to his house. None Did of them he go to school with, with you? I was friends with him in middle school, too. No, I was friends with him in middle school, too. Yes, I was. I was. I remember this now. Did anybody else meet him? I don't remember anybody else hanging out with him. I, I take that back. Yes, it wasn't just fourth and fifth grade. He was there in middle school. He was gone by high school. He was gone by, like, eighth grade. What was the name of your favorite stuffed animal as a kid, Greg? What was the name of my favorite stuffed animal as a kid? Um, I don't know. I had a it's being asked in the lion. Show. What was his name? Lion. <laughs> that was wow. His name. Yeah, probably really lion. Creative. Yeah. I had a thumper. I had thumper from Bambi. What? This isn't supposed to be about me. This isn't my therapy. This is supposed to be about you today. Although I don't know. This is kind of fucking weirding me out that nobody else ever hung out with that kid. And yes, I did and hang out with him in middle school. And the one person who did is now deceased. I did hang out with him in middle school. Um, did he go to your school? That's what I'm asking. Where did I he, think so. Where did he go to school? I don't remember ever having a class with him. I don't remember how I met him. I remember going to his class. I remember because I borrowed uh, Tim. <laughs> I've told this story a few times in recent months, but I borrowed uh, Tim Carver's uh, Metroid um, Nintendo game, and it was over at Damien's house that his dog pooped on it. And then I, I scraped it off, and I never told Tim about it. Was it the dog, or was it really? I don't you? know. I remember oh it happening. God. But- what kind of dog did Damien have? Uh, a Doberman. A Doberman, Yeah, it was huh? mean. A Real mean, mean Doberman. Doberman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was scary. What did his parents look like? His dad had a mustache. I think he was like a firefighter or an EMT or something, supposedly. Wasn't there an old town that used to be where you grew up? Yeah. Like like a hundred years ago, and that was uh, like yeah. the site of a hospital, like where, you, where your yeah, house Yeah, that is. town, it was did a Damien World War One town. Did Damien live pretty close to you? No, I mean he was he was about like three miles away. So I guess close for the close for the country. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. He was he was maybe two three miles away. And his father was a medic with a mustache. I think so. Yeah. Okay. I he was rarely ever there, so I only saw him a couple. Yeah, the of parents times. were hardly ever there. The huh? mom was just it was kind weird. of always for some off reason, on her own. The parents just didn't seem to pay attention to. They them. would leave us there alone a lot. Yeah, I mean, it's there's no real reason to be home after your son is gone i i huh okay it's being asked did you meet damien in the plague shed so i did the property where i grew up on there did used to be a town there it's like ghost town back in like world war one or something like that i've tried to find stuff on it online like the neighbors all have stuff and they have some old pictures but it doesn't look like anybody's ever made a website or or documented a whole lot of it um rick is saying in the chat we all know damien was probably a child who died in the late 1800s and haunts the horse fields of monmouth independence (sighs) that's weird i mean that's how most ghost stories happen is like some all of a sudden like a kid just sees another kid playing there was another kid that knew him though because he lived down the street is dead yeah yeah so i mean it's just your word Damien just appeared one day, and you guys were friends for years, and then he just disappeared. Yeah. And his parents were rarely there, and when they were, they didn't pay attention. 
Yeah. Yeah, they let us do whatever we wanted. And you have no idea I mean, we how fucking you met threw, him. We threw rocks at his horses. I mean, and I'm not proud of that, by the way, but that, that is, we did do that. Now, do you remember when you died? <laughs> oh, my gosh. This is strange. And I would ride my bike to him. Shockwave, did you ever eat at Damien's house? I, I don't, I don't know. I suppose. No, you don't suppose. Like, I mean, I don't recall exactly. So you probably didn't eat at his house. I don't know. I'm sure I must have. So all we know about. Di- so did he have a video game console? Yes. No. Yeah, we played you, Nintendo. You brought over Tim's though, didn't you? I brought over his video game. Okay. Um. So we must have played some games there. So he must have been real. He must have been real. Or you found a house, an abandoned haunted house that still had some stuff in it. It was a very old house. And it was, there's, but every house around there is old. Mm -hmm. I mean, for, it's old for Oregon, you know, earlier 1900s. Um, I don't know. This is weird. Wow. And his name is Damien to boot. That's a little weird. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And he was a little shit apple. Hey, you're the one that was a shit apple along with him. You didn't have to. I just did what he told. I I was very gullible. You did what he told you. I was very gullible, and I I was uh, very much persuaded by peer pressure, and so I I I did it. I felt bad about it even at the time, but throwing rocks at the horse, I did do it. I admit it. Because Damien told you to. I'm not proud of it because Damien told me to. What else did Damien tell you to do? Uh, Damien had me. We rode bikes and we spied on people. Oh my god, I. Hope to God. We spied on some neighbors. When one time we rode bikes over there, and we we didn't do anything, but we 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 snuck up into the bushes and spied on people. So you were just the lone curly haired boy in a tree, sitting there with your not me with Damien. What color was Damien's hair? Uh, reddish brown. Reddish brown. Yeah, was he taller than you or shorter? Oh, I think we were about the same height. Did he wear like up to date clothes? I don't know. I don't remember his clothes. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really don't know. Were the horses in a stable or were they in a field? They were in a field. Okay. I mean, a fenced-in field. But they were in a field. All right. Yeah. What else did we do? Gosh, I'm trying to remember everything now. How old was the penthouse that you found? Oh, uh, oh, when I found it, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't remember what the year was because, again, this is pre, very, very much pre-internet. So. Finding something like that was gold. I remember that. Uh, Jez in the chat says he's horrified to imagine the things Damien made you do that you've repressed. Oh, my God. What did he make me do? I mean, if he got you as far as... I mean, I know how much of an animal lover you are. And I am, you yeah. To throw rocks at a horse? Like, that's yeah. fucked up. Yeah, uh, I know. What else did he do that you're just not... That's like, not me. That's not something I would do. What else did he get you to do that you just don't remember? Like, you can barely handle the throwing rocks at horses. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'll shoot, I'll shoot a frog or a rat any day or a nutrient. That's, that's no problem. Mm-hmm. Horse, that's different. Um, but I did it. It's being asked, what are his initials? Uh, D.A. D.A., okay. Yep. Yep. A. What's the last name? Um, huh. I don't remember. I'm, I mean, this is all just, like, coming back to me because I'm just thinking through the house. The dog would always chase me. The dog was mean. Mean. I did not like his dog. It scared the shit out of me. Mm-hmm. But, uh, yeah, and then we would just go around his farm and ride our bike up and down and then, like, yeah, spy on people. Huh. All right. Well, I don't know. Anyway, this just went to a weird place. I didn't expect it to go. So I'd rather not talk about it anymore. 
I'd rather not talk about it. Is Damien in here right now? <laughs> no, no. But why did nobody else know him? That's that's the weird thing. I mean, it was a small town. Why Isn't did that nobody like the else thing know that him? Happened to your brother, kind of. I think we talked about it on the show. What do you mean? Where he was talking to that girl at the party. Oh, that was different. That was down in. Um, but I San mean, Diego. that same kind of thing where he had this full-on, detailed yeah. conversation with somebody, and turns, it turns out there out was, wasn't there. There yeah. was nobody there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You nibblers, man! You guys are weird. This is strange. I'm not gonna lie. Would it's your, weird wait, to your me. brother and you were played together when you were younger. Does your brother remember him? No, because we didn't play together. We we I mean we did at home, but, but we I didn't mean, go over to friends' houses. If you houses knew Damien together. for a solid four years, if you knew him from like fourth grade to eighth grade, like your brother should have at least been aware of him. I Maybe, knew my, but I mean we had different groups of well, friends. I knew my sister's friends. I mean I don't remember everybody. I didn't hang Jeff, out with them, but I don't remember everybody Jeff hung out with around that age. And plus, Jeff would have been two years younger than me, so. You know, I don't know if he would, I don't know. And Remember, we were out in the country, so it's not like, you know, a lot of people come there. Usually, you would go to somebody's house. You'd have to go to somebody else's house. But also, by dint of you living in the country, it's smaller and there are less people to know. Yeah, but there's still a town where everybody lived. So you would go into town. But Damien didn't. I don't know. I don't know what you're trying to ask me here. I'm just trying to ask Okay, really I'm not quick. sure what, tr- what really you're trying quick. to get at, You said to be his honest. parents were never home. Did he go to your school? Yeah, I think so. I'm assuming so, yes. I had to have met him somehow. I just don't remember. I mean, this is a long time ago. I'm old. So, I mean, you're, you're talking, this is a long time ago. But I'm, try, I'm trying to remember. I mean, this is 30 years ago. So I don't remember exactly. But I don't, I don't remember anybody else ever hanging out with that kid. Other than me and, and the one guy, one other guy. <sighs> Greg, do you want me to help you dye your hair today? No, I don't need to dye my hair. Let's, let's move on to something else. Let's move on to something else. This is just, the show has turned into something else I did not expect. You're right. You're a good therapist. I do feel better. <laughs> oh, why didn't anybody else know him? That's the weird part. Do you show up in your yard one day? Hey, Greg. Want to play? I don't know. That's a little odd. All right. Let's, let's, let's. <laughs> ah, Keelan says there's some guy named Damien going around telling the story of the shit apple Greg that he grew up with. <laughs> uh, he'd be a liar. It was him. It was all him. Yeah, next time I, uh, Jeff's in town, I'm going to ask him if he remembers somebody named Damien, or if he remembers you having an well, invisible Well, I mean, friend. there were two different Damien's. One one was uh, a great guy. Yeah, Carrie in the chat, no. Uh, Carrie's dating my friend Dan. No, not not him. Everybody remembers him. He's a great guy. He's, he, the guy I'm talking about is the exact opposite kind of Damien. There was a very nice, very good guy who still is a very nice, very good guy named Damien. This Damien was the opposite of that. The antithesis. The antithesis of that one. Oh, boy. Like in every step of the way. What if it's like, like his, just, just the opposite. It's like a dark shadow. Like it's the evil version of the good no, Damien. No, they had nothing to do with each other. I'm not going to... Well, nope. It seems like no. nobody had anything to do with the bad Damien except for you. Nobody knew him. I'll have to ask some people if they knew him. But nobody ever hung out with him. 
Right, Carrie's actually checking with your friend Dan that you grew up with to see if he remembers a guy named. <sighs> but I, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Did you know Dan back then at that time too? Uh, yes, kind of. I mean, mm-hmm. we went to middle school together. I didn't really start hanging out with him until like eighth, ninth grade. But <laughs> hmm. all right. Anyway. <sighs> oh, hello, my friends. My name is Sarah X. Dylan. Welcome to me. Uh, welcome to me. <laughs> I told you I'm crazy today. Oh my god. Yeah, my I know you're crazy. Hours is- Oh, deflection much? <laughs> Tell me more about your invisible friend. Uh, my name is Eric Still, and welcome to my world of crazy. Crazy. We just left Greg's. Now, welcome to mine. Astoria out of ports. Greg is like severely uncomfortable right now. It's kind of oh, amazing. I'm, no, I'm fine. Yes, you sound fine. Astoria out of Port St. Lucie, Florida. Greg, of course, sometimes Port St. Lucie stories aren't the most exciting ones, but anytime I get a chance to say Port St. Lucie to talk about my favorite place, one of my favorite places in the world, you know, I just have to take it. Okay. A Florida man was arrested after breaking into a high school in hopes of finding a phone to call his grandma, according to police in Port St. Lucie, Florida. Breaking in to call his grandma. He was breaking into a high school to call his grandma. He was afraid she was worried. Are there still pay phones in a high school? I don't. Well, let's or, find out. I mean, I guess out. you don't need a pay phone if you're breaking in. You That's use true. The, okay. You just get in. All right. So this guy's name is Aaron Richardson, 19 years young, was charged after officials at Treasure Coast High School. That sounds like a magical place in magical Port St. Lucie. No. I went to Treasure Coast High School. Oh. Ooh, very fancy. Uh, reported that someone had broken into a concession stand and busted a computer. Now, officers noticed a damaged fence near the school perimeter as well as the computer, which looked as if it had been smashed with a fist or a foot. Now, school surveillance videos showed a man climbing the fence and driving a school-owned golf cart around the campus. That sounds like a lot of fun, kind of. Yeah. All right, well, school officials were able to identify the intruder as Aaron Richardson, uh, a student who had just graduated the previous year from Treasure Coast High School. So he was actually easy to find According to reports, he already actually had been arrested earlier that night, and he was in Port St. Lucie jail, serving time on an unrelated arrest from earlier that same night. Oh. Yeah, so he had done something else, gone to the high school, broke in, tried to find a phone to call his grandma, then left, but then was arrested for the previous crime, not for breaking into the high school. That's a lot of, okay, I'm just trying to... So he was very Rack busy. It all up. Yeah, very busy night. Yeah, so he very was... busy man. He did two crimes, A and B, well, at least the ones that we'd know of. Mm-hmm. And he got away with B, but didn't get away with A. That is a shit apple. So there we go. He is a shit apple. Sure, his name isn't Damien. I don't know. Uh, police say that Richardson uh, told them that he had entered the school searching for a phone to call his grandmother because he didn't want her to be worried. Now, when that didn't work, he said he tried to contact her via Facebook on the concession stand computer. That failed, too. So that's why the computer was broken, because he decided to punch the computer in anger. Oh. Well, he has since been charged by Port St. Lucie police with trespassing on school property, criminal mischief for damaging the fence, which was valued at $1,200, and theft for stealing $6 worth of snacks from the concession stand at the school. He currently remains in Port St. Lucie County Jail on bail. It is unknown whether or not he was ever able to contact his grandmother. Okay. Yes. That's my story. It's a good story. Uh, have you seen this? Have you heard about this? Yeah. Have you seen this thing... Uh, that I've been seeing pop up all day today about the McWhopper. Yes, actually, I saw something about this. All right, this is out of Atlanta. So, out of Hotlanta. Out of 
Wow. Uh, so Burger King decided to pitch this idea to team up with McDonald's for, what was it, is it World Peace Day? Or for Peace One Day. Okay. So what they wanted to do is that McDonald's, or excuse me, Burger King was pitching to McDonald's that they should get together for one day and one day only and make a joint pop-up restaurant to where they could both combine their foods and make a superfood called the McWhopper to support peace all over the world. Wow. The two big very rivals. bold, bold move. Yes. Well, now the uh, chief executive of the fast food chain McDonald's has rejected Burger King's idea for Burger War Ceasefire and the McWhopper pop-up restaurant. So Burger King pitched this uh, and asked McDonald's for a one-day team-up on September 21st to sell McWhopper sandwiches in Atlanta, which is exactly halfway between the two companies' respective headquarters. So between McDonald's and uh, Burger King. The company said the McWhopper uh, pop-up would serve as promotion for Peace Day, which is a September 21st observance being championed by global unity group Peace One Day. So the McDonald's CEO... Decided that he didn't. He was not interested in it. He did not want to support World Peace Day by teaming up with Burger King. And I got to say, it's a pretty smart move on Burger King's part as far as marketing, because you know, oh, absolutely. I mean, whether they, you know, the likelihood was McDonald's would say no, mm. but then Burger King looks like the good guys. They totally do. And if they said yes, look what Burger King did, bringing McDonald's together. Mm-hmm. I mean, smart move. Well, McDonald's does not look like the good guy, and uh, so the CEO turned it down. The proposed McWhopper sandwich would have included ingredients from both Burger King's uh, The Whopper and McDonald's The Big Mac. And Burger King proposed to McDonald's with this by saying, let's end the beef with beef. Oh, I I see what they did there. (laughs) I am kind of curious to know what a McWhopper would have tasted like. Garbage. Yeah, yeah. Garbage. You can go buy a Whopper and a Big Mac and just smush them together. I don't want to do either of those things. All right. Smash them together. I will tell you what I ate today. You asked earlier. I ate Burgerville. Okay. Which is delicious. It's a I, local burger chain. Locally here. sourced, grass fed. I don't. I don't know if they're. What, are, what are you doing? What are you? Why are you giving an advertisement for Burgerville all I of a sudden? No, it was it was good, and it's not McDonald's or Burger King. So I mean, it's locally owned. I thought it was a good thing. I think that was. Okay. Hmm. That was interesting. All right. Next up, out of. Uniontown, and it doesn't say what state this is from, so it's just going to be from Uniontown, USA. Pennsylvania? Sure. It'll be from Pennsylvania. At a Uniontown, Pennsylvania, police were called to a convenience store in Uniontown this past weekend for a bizarre situation. Okay. So employees at the store say they noticed that an 18-year-old walked into the store around 2 a.m. and started behaving in a suspicious manner. The employees thought that he may be trying to shoplift Greg in the small town in no. Union in Uniontown, Georgia. No, but oh, it's in Georgia. No, I'm, I'm just going to start picking random states. Oh, gotcha. I, I see what Uniontown. you're doing. There. Why did you have to ruin my joke? I'm sorry, I'm, I'm God damn stopped it. here. One of the workers walked to where the man was standing and noticed that no, he wasn't shoplifting, but he indeed had his genitals exposed and was furiously his, his genitals. Why are you doing that? I don't understand anything <laughs> you're doing right now. Okay. I feel like I've finally broken. Yes. It's freeing. All right, go. One of the workers walked to where he was and noticed that he had his genitals exposed and he was furiously masturbating in the potato chip aisle. Oh. Greg, you weren't anywhere near Uniontown, Oregon, were you? I love potato chips. No, I was not near Uniontown, Iowa. Okay. 
All right, so he was, uh, he had his genitals exposed and was furiously masturbating in the potato chip aisle. Uh, so, I mean, I like chips, don't get me wrong. Uh, the manager but I don't like was, them like that. Who was working at the store said, I think it's horrible. It was uh, horrible. 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 Unfortunately, it's sad, and a lot of this has been going on lately. Whoa, Uniontown's been having a lot of masturbating <laughs> and chip aisles going on lately. <laughs> Not surprised. Yeah, so the suspect is accused of exposing his genitals to employees on numerous occasions during the incident. I mean, if they're out once, like, does it count if they, like, look away and then look again? Is that another exposure? Or was he, like, tucking them in and then pulling them back out? Uh, I mean, I don't, I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I don't have a direct answer for that. Okay. I just, I just wanted to know if he had an answer. Uh, so, uh, even after state police arrived, uh, he, the man was still exposing himself and he was immediately taken into custody. So, state police said troopers later viewed in-store video to corroborate the employee's stories. Uh, authorities say charges of indecent exposure, lewd conduct, and disorderly conduct are pending. All right. From dongs to dongs, I have my final story. All right. And this is a story from Uttar Pradesh, India. Mm-hmm. Is that, did I say that right? Well, close. No. Uttar? Uttar? Uttar Pradesh. Uttar Pradesh. I think. A new story has come out, and it is indeed true. Now, do you remember, Greg... The story that we had with the guy—he was the called the defalic dude, the guy who had the two penises. Oh, from earlier this week that you talked about? No, no, not this week. It was like earlier this year. He did like an "Ask Me Anything," and it was like a big news story. Oh, I, I thought you got talking about the guy that. Oh, okay. Yes, yes. All right, all right, all right. Two functioning penises. Yes, now I remember that. I get. I successfully blocked that from my mind. Thank you for reminding me of that. No problem. Just like I blocked the mountain people. Okay. Okay. Well, a child from Uttar Pradesh, India, has been born with not one, not two, but three penises. Three sold. Three penises. That's a lot. And zero anuses. While this may sound... Yeah. Three penis, no anus. Oh, that's not a fair trade then. Yeah. While this may sound like a tabloid headline, it is indeed true. Uh, And this is coming from the doctors who operated on the two-year-old child, and they have now finally spoken to the media about his condition. So this uh, condition is called defalia, which is what that same guy had with the two penises, except for this kid raised him one. At birth, he had three penises, but was only able to pass urine through one of them. So although he could only use one of the penis... Uh, this is a very in-depth description here. To urinate. Do we really need this much information about this? You know, sometimes life doesn't throw me a lot of stories, and we're just going to have to go with the three-penis child. I'm, so I just think we're good. We're just going yeah. with it. Okay. All right, so... So defalia is a duplication of the penis. It's exceedingly rare, affecting around one in every six million people. The condition is commonly associated with other abnormalities. Now, to correct the, uh, the problem, the boy underwent a surgical procedure called a colostomy. Yeah, a colostomy. So uh, they were able to remove two of the penises, and now he is left with one functioning penis, and fertility will not be affected. All right. Thank you for that update. I'm no problem. Three penises I'll spread in the word. Don't spread the word. Did you hear? Did you hear about the boy in India? All right, that's probably. That's your world crazy. Let's throw rocks at horses, Greg. <sighs> Don't. It's weirding me out. It'll be fun. Why didn't anybody hang out with him? 
At the very least, if he did exist, why was I the only one that hung out with him? Let's do a little bit of ball talk, sir. Big thank you to Paps Blue Ribbon, sponsor of Beer Pressure. The team that Fun Employment Radio is running on for Hood to Coast coming up this weekend. (laughs) All right, I'm Greg Nibbler. Let's talk balls. Balls. Well, Sarah, we're going to be running, although we're not running for uh, a championship. We're running for charity. We're running for charity. We're Mm -hmm. running for fun for some reason. But here is a story of an American in Beijing at the World Championships who did something a little bit wrong. So this is an American, Molly Huddle. Molly Huddle, who was in the uh, 10,000 meter race in, uh, in Berlin. Okay. So, which is about what we'll be running. Oh my God, that's what we're going to be running. 10,000. I want to run three of those. What the hell was I thinking? Okay. Anyway, she's in the 10,000 uh, 10, meter world championship race in Beijing, and the first and second, the gold and silver uh, medalists, were, were well in front of her. She thought she was solidly in third place and that she had this. And approaching the finish line, just before she got there, about five paces before she crossed, she eased up and started raising her hands in victory. Oh, God, she got I know bronze. this is going to... Uh... But guess what? Her teammate, also an American, hadn't stopped running and pushed her head just in front of her, winning the gold medal, or winning the bronze medal, excuse me, at this. There is video of it. This is, it's, I mean, it's totally her fault for doing this, but watching her as she's watching her teammate wrap the American flag around and celebrating, you can tell she realizes everything she just did. Oh, my God. And it's just this devastating look like, oh, my you, it's God. It's not over till it's over. You No. Yeah, wow. it's, it's all her fault. It is all her fault. And she's going to have to live with that forever. Also, the video of her... With the look on her face when she realizes it. The look when she realizes what's going on, it's it's pretty amazing. As she's looking up at the replay screen, just, oh, no. So that was uh, Molly Huddle, who did not get it. Uh, her teammate, uh, uh, Emily Infeld, who did not stop running, ended up getting the bronze. Moving on to ball talk. Um, we'll skip that. We're going to move ahead here. Uh, fantasy football is getting ready to start, Sarah, but here's something to worry about with fantasy football. There's a projected 56.8 million Americans and Canadians who will play fantasy football here in the uh, North America. I'll play. Didn't we play last year? Yeah, we did. You play fantasy football? Oh, no, I guess basketball. Never mind. No, basketball, that yeah. takes too much work. Football's easy. I, I play in a fantasy football league. Um, so here's the thing, though. Playing fantasy football is uh, estimated to cost employers as much as $16 billion in lost oh, wages. Oh, yeah, I forgot about this, so how it affects the economy. Yeah, $16 billion, according to uh, Challenger Gray and Christmas, which is a consulting firm. So they, they're saying that since so many people are playing it and they spend time you know, doing trades and working on it, that it's uh, it does cost Americans... Or Americans and Canadians, a lot of wages. However, they also say that it could be good for the workplace because nobody's going to be productive 100% of the time. That just doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Everybody takes mental breaks or breaks during the workday. Yeah. Everybody does it. And they're saying that it also can build camaraderie among everyone. 
So no, yeah, they can commonly unite you. Fantasy football is what was one of the nerdiest possible things you can do. <laughs> it really, really is. It is nerdy. So. And I play it because it's it's fun. So that is one of the things though that is costing money. And finally, Sarah, I've got this. Now this may be a little bit upsetting. Okay. Um, and so I just I want to put a disclaimer when I bring this up. This also could affect one of our sponsors for our legs during our Hood to Coast race. Okay. So Sarah and I are each running three legs, three different runs during Hood to Coast. And I do want to give a shout out, and we'll talk more about this tomorrow. Shout out to our sponsors for these things. Yeah, so, and tomorrow's going to be like all getting ready. Yeah. Uh, Ruby. Ruby sponsored both, uh, sponsored one of your legs and one of mine. Ruby's from Lyft. Mm-hmm. And uh, he is awesome and sponsored those two. Um, D. Leonidas Photography, which of course we love. Of course. He has sponsored one. And what I'm going to have to hold up is... Um, well, I have something obscene on me. And so I, that, I'm going to be holding up something. Uh, we'll be holding these signs up after each leg and then filming a video for him. So Delia and his photography, thank you so much for your sponsorship. Rick Rutherford, has uh, the, he put up a bunch of different things. We don't know what's settled on for that, for what you're going to have yeah, to Yeah, yeah, I need to yep. get the bottom, the, the final, the verdict from Rick. Yes. Uh, Kevin, thank you so much for, your, for you sponsoring one of our legs. And then we have Jesmond. Jesmond from, uh, I believe, New Hampshire. This is my New Hampshire accent. Oh, up in New Hampshire. New Hampshire. Okay. Who is a very big New England Patriots fan? Whoa, this is whoa, why whoa, whoa. Jesmond is a Patriots fan? I know. It's shocking. I am so shocked. Yeah, nobody knew this. And he is having me hold up a sign that says, Free Tom Brady. Which, which I'm I going made to have to yesterday, show. and I made sure to make it in huge, bold letters. Which I will have to show to everyone here. <laughs> Who is not in New England. <sighs> so, uh, uh, what I'm about to say, though, it's upsetting. It's worrisome. And especially, I think that he's going to have a hard time hearing this. And I didn't want to do this, um, except for, you know, it's the news and I got to report on it. Sure. Tom Brady, of course, New England Patriots quarterback, involved in Deflategate right now. Well, that's not the only problem he has going on in New his England life. New England clam chowder. That's not the only problem that he's got going on in his life. Of course, he is married to the beautiful supermodel, Giselle Bunchen, who I think believes, I believe makes even more money than he does. Well, Sarah, there are reports coming out right now via people that there is trouble in the married life of Tom and Giselle. Oh, there is trouble in paradise. No. Basically, here's what an inside source told people, which oh, I always wonder no. who the hell these sources are. This is a source close to Brady. Like, how would that be being that celebrity? Like, if any of this is true, that you have a friend that's like, ooh, like tell selling me. your shit. Yeah, and then yeah. going off to a paper and telling them about stuff that you said, that would not be a very good friend. No. So a source close to Brady said there have been a lot of stresses in their marriage in the last year, especially during football season. Nasty and cold is what he described uh, Tom Brady. He can be nasty and cold. T- and then this person, this inside source, also says this. Tom is singularly focused on his career, and sometimes Giselle feels left out. There have been oh, arguments. Oh, wow. Good thing Who that is source- this little fucking busybody saying this? <laughs> the source also goes on to say, this source has like basically written a book about Tom and Giselle. This summer was just a bit different. Giselle had a lot going on, so there weren't they weren't always in the same place at the same time. <sighs> so that is what they're saying. This is what the source says. Trouble 
in Paradise, Sarah. Trouble in Paradise with Tom and Giselle. And I think in honor of that, I did look this up because they are such a popular couple. We do have this. This is a rap called I'm Your Brady. Tom Brady and Giselle rap song. What is it, just a shitty keyboard? What do I do here? I wanna be a male. She got legs like a gazelle, shoes clanking and hair waving, sunglasses and lip gloss. And she got me feeling, feeling do I dare waving. I guarantee that you ain't met an unlike me. Solid killer preying on the beauty of an enemy. Give me five minutes where baby be an enemy. Confidence, my epitome. I got a gut feeling at the pit of me that you wanna catch the touchdown. What you think about me and you touch down? Let me your ear, let me clown for a while. Baby, make you smile. By the Fourth minute, promise you'll be mine. But let me ask you this: If I be a Brady, would you be my Giselle? Or tell me, you're Superman, be my supermodel. Okay, all right, that's enough. <laughs> <laughs> that's by Azuz. Okay. And I'm pretty sure Giselle is going to leave Tom Brady for this guy. Maybe that's why they're on the rocks. They could be. Maybe Azuz is the secret. Uh, is the person who's giving away all the all the secrets. They could be. Yep. Because him and Giselle are clearly hooking up. How He's her gazelle. Supermodel, I believe, is also mm-hmm. something that he rhymed there. There we go. Trouble in Paradise. Free Tom Brady. That concludes this edition of Ball Talk. All right. I don't even know where you find those things. It's just terrible. Oh. I have the power of Googles. Okay. Googles and YouTubes, Sarah. I'm full of them. Uh, send us an email, funemploymentradio at gmail.com. Give us a call, 503-575-9120. Thank you so much, everyone, for tuning in to Fun Employment Radio. You guys are fantastic. Uh, tomorrow will be the last show of the week, because after that, we will be getting ready to go to run oh in Hood to Coast. God. So tomorrow, we will have uh, one more show. But Let's see then, what colors I put into my hair today, Greg. Oh it's going to be all different tomorrow. The Twitters are a buzz. Oh, so, yes. uh, speaking of Twitter, follow us at Fun Emp Radio. We will also be broadcasting via Periscope, and we're going to be posting a lot of stuff as much as we can during Hood to Coast, including, of course, at the end of each leg. We may run into some issues with phone service when we get into the mountains just because um, you've got about 30,000 people all trying to use the service at once. Mm -hmm. But we will make sure everything will be posted and we'll be uh, showing a bunch of stuff. Uh, Live time tomorrow, for those of you that are live subscribers, will be noon Pacific time when we'll be broadcasting because after that I'll be doing uh, digital trends. All right, uh, coming up later today on the Fun Employment Radio Network... Geek in the city. 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 Wow. Coming up at about uh, about 7.30 p.m. right here oh, on the Fun yeah. Employment Radio Network. And that's what's happening. That's all she wrote. All right, you guys. Thank you so much. You are fantastic. We appreciate you so much. Pabst Blue Ribbon. Pabst Blue Ribbon. It is delicious. Yes. Let's go drink some. Okay. We'll be back uh, tomorrow with more Fun Employment Radio. Back up. You're listening to the Fun Employment Radio Network.